Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 159 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who's running around a 2.5D Blackgate today with me? Oh, it's everybody's favorite penguin, isn't it? It's Kenneth Sanity. That was good. That was good. <laughs> I can't think of anything clever for this one, but I'm Blair Farrell, owner, I guess, editor-in-chief. All the other titles is I'm the only one who works on it of comicbookvideogames.com. Well, that's how you get all the titles. I'm the I mean, king, worked, vice I president, and president. So, <laughs> I mean, that's what I consider myself. Of, I'm the president, the editor, the producer, and the host of Games My Mom Found. We wear many hats. Because <laughs> I'm the only main person. But so, yeah, that's kind of how it goes. All right, and okay, and we are here to talk about a game that I'm sure, that I know most people have not played because that's been proven at this point. When I ask for questions, uh, Batman: Arkham Origins Blackgate. Came out in 2013, made by Armature Studios, published by Warner Brothers, which is part of the Arkham series, sort of. <laughs> Technically. Eh, I wouldn't even say sort of. I would say it, it's part of the series. It's just the part that people don't talk about. That's fair. <laughs> and it's also the prequel to Batman Assault in Arkham, which we have not covered yet, which is the sequel to this. It should be mentioned that Assault on Arkham is an animated movie, but it will be yeah. covered soon. Because we need to before we get finished the series, which will be the end of this year. September, we're going to finally uh, wrap up the series. Thank Christ. <laughs> so first thing I want to say, oh, this game also did come out for 3DS, Vita, PS3, Wii U, Windows, and Xbox 360. Because why not? <laughs> so for those that don't know, this game is a 2.5D Metrovania light ser- game. So it kind of plays like a Metroid game. You have the same type of map, but the map is... 3D-ish and 2.5D setting where you can go in the back of things and it's kind of how Metroid 2 would look, but not as cool. Yeah, and you play with that. The best way to think of this game, this reminds me a lot of a Virtual Boy game. <laughs> okay. Like, there was there was a Mario Virtual Boy game where you did a lot of stuff, like, in the background, and it was less about things coming at you, more about the depth of the playing field. And that's what this game reminded me of a lot. Mario Clash? Yeah. <laughs> that's not I did not expect this reference to come up on this episode. No, me neither. <clears throat> He's not wrong though. I mean, that's why you guys have me here. I bring up the stuff that nobody wants to talk about. Because yeah, I mean, yes, it is like for anyone who actually knows the virtual boy was that 3D red thing that you put on your head that most people probably what the hell is a virtual boy? That's what that was. Go YouTube it. He is right, though. Mario Clash, because you can go in the back of the screen and, and change it with the depth perception of where you're at, which is kind of what this game does, too. Except yeah. it does it a little less clumsily than Mario Clash did. I think everything does it less clumsily than freaking Virtual Boy. Hey, now. <laughs> Wario Land so is a hidden I want to say, is what are all our memories of this game? Or what, what do we have before we win this episode? For me, I bought this on 3DS. I played it. I got to what I thought was a glitch. Now I realize I just didn't do the right thing to activate the elevator because I didn't know I wasn't using the guide at the time. And I wasn't actually glitched. I just stopped playing. And then I didn't play again until uh, this week. But you can. Uh, This was actually one of the first purchases I made when I got my Vita. I I was very excited for this game. I got it uh, not quite release day, but pretty, pretty close after. And I've this is my third playthrough of the game. Like I, I enjoy it. Okay. What about you, Blair? This was a day one purchase for me. I remember this particular week because for my particular niche, 
this week. I mean, it was a week in October. I can't remember the dates off the top of my head, but it was, I think it was Lego Marvel Superheroes and Arkham Origins one day and then this another, or they I, I can't remember when they all released, but it had three pretty big superhero game releases within a couple of days of one another. And I remember I was working a terrible job and I would bring my 3DS to work to play on my downtime. And then I was like, okay, I'll play one Batman game at home and then this one. And then I started this. And then I think the opening like montage or setup is, oh, this is three months after that one you're still playing. So I immediately stopped it until I finished Arkham Origins <laughs> and then went back. I think this is good. It, I think we're going to get into how it's a little bit clumsy, especially oh, when yeah. it comes to navigation. But I like how this kind of follows up on Arkham Origins. And I'm really kind of, it really kind of bums me out in finishing it because they kind of set up threads in this one and origins that they just kind of dropped. I think there were supposed to be more origin games. Like it was going to, they were going to have the main series and they're going to the origin series, but then origin didn't do good enough for them. So they just stopped it. I think that might've been part of it too. Yeah. And I mean, I guess we'll get into it, but kind of what this sets up is kind of what's coming in the future and it's way, way different so we'll get there. And before we get too much further ahead, we should note that um, this game came out like a good six months before on uh, 3DS and Vita, before it came out on the Wii U, PlayStation 3, Windows, and Xbox 360. There was the deluxe edition that was released to the big boy consoles. And <laughs> the main difference is, is that the enemy counters were a little ramped up. Difficulty levels have changed. And there were additional bat suits. Yeah, it was in and, that weird era where, like, I remember when the 3DS, I think the 3DS had taken off a little bit more, but I remember when it came out and people were expecting it to be the big, th- like, DS follow-up because the DS was absolutely huge. But then you saw games that were announced as 3DS exclusives like Resident Evil Revelations and Castlevania and this and it came out on 3DS and then months later they put him out on 360 as downloadable titles. Yeah. That always helps your exclusivity when you start re-releasing stuff. Yeah. Which I was I was happy for because I actually didn't have a 3DS for a long time. I didn't grab this until God, a few I think it was only what, maybe four or five years ago when I picked this up. Oh. When I would have picked this up for, for 3DS and then I played it. But yeah, I can't. This also came out the same day as Origins, by the way, to, com- to confirm on that earlier thing he was saying. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. But yeah, I would have liked this. I'm not even sure where I was going with this. <laughs> I got sidetracked. <laughs> but I would have liked to see more in the Origins. Like, I, I agree with your other comment where this kind of sets up things and then it continues on in the animated sequel, Batman Assault and Arkham, but it doesn't. Like, I would have liked another Origins game a lot more. Like, what, what that movie sets up and kind of what's happening it just seems so totally different than what what is in this uh i'm just gonna say i don't know this is controversial because i see a lot of people who say otherwise i really didn't like assault on arkham like at all i didn't either okay because i see a lot of people defend it and i was like is there two different movies called assault on arkham because yeah i i really wanted to see where they were going with this and then they just kind of dropped it and this i mean we kind of brought up in the other episode where arkham origins at the time was this black sheep and now i think people like it more than some of the rocksteady games like 
in particular Ark of Night. I don't know if it ever reaches the highs of City or Asylum. I don't think anything reaches the highs of Asylum, even though I'm a big Arkham City fan. But people definitely like this. Well, the the main game more than the original or when it was new, rather. Yeah, because it got a lot of hate when it first came out. Oh, man. And That's like, crazy oh, heresy talk. And the things that you were saying earlier about, like, when this came out, you know, because it wasn't exclusive 3DS, like, I get why they did that, too, because it needed to be on more things, I and mean, especially when you're probably... I'm assuming... I know porting isn't as simple, but, you know, for the amount of money they had to spend to port it versus how much they could make, I mean, it made perfect sense to port this to other devices, especially when the Vita was, you know, dying pretty quickly, if I remember correctly. It was the last gasp of the companion game era where you would have a console game and then a slightly different like portable game to go along with it. Like the Lego games did it for a few years because like they had like Lego Marvel superheroes and Lego Marvel superheroes colon universe and peril. And it was like a beat em up, <laughs> which was really weird because the Vita had comparable strength to consoles, but they always got these weird 3ds ports. And this was kind of like the last bastion of that. Like you had like next year was like the Amazing Spider-Man 2. And then there was Amazing Spider-Man 2 on 3DS. And it was like a side-scrolling game as opposed to like a 3D open world thing. But there's some really good games that came out of that, though. Like for Marvel, I know of like the Thor game, which I've never played yet. You had the Thor game for PS2, PS3 that wasn't very good. And you had the Thor game for 3DS that was like a side-scroller. That's supposed to be pretty good. Oh, yeah, it's terrific. The The Thor game on Wii and 3DS uh, are actually really good. And same with the Thor game for DS and like Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions <laughs> on DS, which coming back to this game is like a search action Metroidvania game that is incredible. And people seem to have just let it slip by. There was one thing about this game that bugged me later on. But like in the beginning, one thing I think that's very interesting about this is that you don't have Alfred, you don't have Bat, you don't have Batgirl, you have Catwoman being the other person in your ear in this game for the most part of it. And I, I like that this is kind of like their first one. I think when they first meet, if I remember correctly, when the roof. Yeah, in the Arkham Universe series. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, Arkham went going for it. But it's interesting. Like you have the first level where you're just chasing after her and just having that introduction where they meet. And then, you know, it all goes to where she's at Blackgate because she gets captured. Does she get captured and go to Blackgate, or does she just sneak in Blackgate when you go there when the they over when no, they she, took over? She gets captured. Yeah. Okay. I can't. I played this about a week ago, and I can't remember this game. Yeah, I started. Well. I started doing my homework early in the month, and I was playing during my downtime at work. So I play like in the morning when I get there because I have like a half an hour to kill, and during breaks, so I do like fifteen half hour intervals. So it's kind of like all over the place. But this is a perfect game for that. I mean, the game is set up well where you can play it. I mean, it's 3DS handheld. Like, it was it was designed to play in small sections. Yeah, it, like, it auto-saves after you go after every room. So it's, like, a good way to, like, okay, I'm going to put a pin in it right here and even turn it off as opposed to putting it in sleep mode. Yeah, and at the same time, like, putting this game down really does have some disadvantages <laughs> because yeah. the map is big. And confusing as hell. I believe the word yeah, you're looking because... for is terrible. <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i got lost so many times in this game i mean after a while i started to understand the way the map looks and i started to understand what the little squeak like the the little dash meant okay this meant that if i go here i'll go over here but it was still like when it when you have to like run around the entire place to find things it, it can get very difficult near the end i think it's fine up until the point where it asks you to backtrack 
because at the start of it, it's like, okay, you can pick one of the areas. I think they ask you to go to the industrial area first, and then and, and then you get so far, and then Catwoman will say, okay, you have to go here, and you're going to new areas. But where I always stumble, it's when you rescue the warden, and he says, okay, you have to find the secret exit here. And it's like, where where is that to? Like, I had to look it up for this because I got horribly stuck. Yeah, he does mark it when you, yeah. He marks it on your map, but it's not easy to find at all. Like, I, I got, I had a hard time with that part too. So I, I completely get it. Yeah. So do we want to go in the actual like plot setup of the game now? Sure, we should. Yeah. Okay. So as we talked about, Batman is, you know, fighting Catwoman on the roof, takes her to Blackgate. And then he meets up with Gordon and there is a essentially a large prison riot going on across the river at Blackgate Penitentiary. So Batman being Batman has to go stop it. And what we find out is that three criminals have escaped and kind of taken up root. Uh, You have the penguin, Black Mask, always a joy to see. And it's actually Black Mask this time. And then, yeah. And then you have, of course, the Joker. <laughs> like, uh, honestly, I'm going to say I played a lot of these Batman games within the past year, and I am just overloaded on the Joker. There's so many other villains that he could have picked. But I mean, and, also, it was copying who was in Origins. Yeah, it's like so, I mean, that's part of the Black Mask Joker. Yeah, yeah, so it but, makes sense. I have, well, no, I I have uh, my opinions, and we're going to talk about the Joker and who I think would have been a better person to have instead of the Joker once we get there. But I I will always agree. I mean, I do agree with you that the Joker, I mean, even though we do cover a lot of Joker things on this podcast, <laughs> I do agree with you that I would have rather had a different villain than the Joker also. But I, since they were just really trying to go along with Origins, I get it. It's probably why they were forced to have him in here. origin's big thing was it was the joker's first appearance where batman first met joker in the arkham verse so it makes sense that he would be in this too but i agree with you that i would have rather had someone else but he doesn't uh, like he doesn't take over the story either like this game doesn't really have a central villain per se even like the last fight is kind of like a wet fart of an ending i disagree i like the last fight I had a little trouble with it. I think it was like the 3DS. I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. But and then you also have what I find most interesting about this is what's going on in the background. Um, That's what I consider the central villain. I consider the central villain to be Amanda Waller in this. Yeah. Spoiler for the endings. Amanda Waller was behind. I mean, you you know it like even if you start watching this, like as the game progresses, you know, immediately it's Amanda Waller. If you know Batman. If you know Batman. But what if you don't? I mean, the the, the caption is playing. You're probably I mean, not playing this game. It's also <laughs> at the end of so, Arkham Origins, there is a scene with Amanda Waller, and this game has the same voice actress as JLU and like this. And you also have uh, Rick Flagg, who's also voiced by the same actor from the <laughs> Justice League cartoon. Yeah. God damn it. So there's, there's things there that I think that you would know. Plus, yeah, I mean, it's not why you're playing. If you're playing the game, you're not playing it for the story. <laughs> you're just playing it because you want to play. Exactly. And now that we've kind of set it up, you know, I'm going to say right off top, I love this. I wish there were more Batman Metroidvania games. Okay. I really do. I had a fun time with that. With I, structure. 
I would have enjoyed. I, I would enjoy another Metroidvania Batman game too. I agree with you because it's the right. You know, a guy with lots of different gadgets, lots of different items. It works. It would work. It works well. I mean, it's essentially what I mean. Armature Studios. I don't know how much staff it was still there when this was made, but they were essentially made up of ex people who did Metroid Prime, so they kind of have oh. mm-hmm. that like experience. And I mean, the first Arkham game was essentially a Metroid game. I, I like the idea of this, but I think it really suffers in... I mean, Metroid games struggle with this too, is the context of why you don't have your things. Well, hey, it was an energy pulse in Metroid Prime and, and yeah, Metroid in, other in Metroid M. Dread, it's like you have physical amnesia or something. And in this, it's like, why wouldn't you have like all the stuff you have from Origins? Because I think at, in Arkham Origins, they start you off with a lot of the things they give you from... Arkham from Arkham City. And in this, you only really have like your batarangs. And then it's like, okay, there's definitely a cable launcher lying around somewhere here in the prison for some reason. And I don't have my explosive gel. Like, it's cool to get those things. And you're like, oh, now I can go back here. But at the same time, it's like, well, why didn't you come in with that in the first place? <laughs> like, there's no, there's no context given. Like, Batman isn't like, taken out by like rick flag and his stuff is stolen or something like that i don't know even something like that would have been okay he wasn't prepared he didn't know it was gonna be a night in the town he just was getting ready to you know run a couple errands and go to and go to bed and he didn't bring all his gear yeah he had to go buy some bat pizza and get some bat milk <laughs> and don't forget the bat bread for tomorrow's morning bat peanut butter and jelly the people like love <laughs> the bat god aspect of batman where he's prepared for everything but i guess that that was how like arkham asylum started off like you had to get stuff out of like the trunk of your car which is great now that yeah, he's not it. it's not like the comic batman that you know who's more prepared this batman apparently is an idiot at a time so i think it's like I what got. two years into his career so like two years and change as i think this is three months after arkham origins yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah it's, it's roughly Earth- like two years or is arkham origins only one year Arkham Origins, I think, is a year one story. This starts like the end of year one and like goes into year two. All right. But he's still a new Batman. So I I didn't have a problem with that, but I get it. Like, I did think it was kind of weird that all your upgrades you find are just in Wayne crates throughout the prison. Yeah, that really bothered me. Boy, oh boy, it's a good thing you had that, you know, fucking tenacity to think ahead and be like, man, I better stash some shit that I already have. I didn't take it as a stash. I took it more as stuff that was just sent here for some reason. Then he grabs it. I didn't really get that. But again, I was like, yeah, whatever. I guess the prison was still under construction, given what happened in Arkham Origins, because essentially the place was blown up. So I guess in that sense, it makes sense because they would probably have like all right, we need to blow up this wall to fix something, or we need this cable to, like, lift something. So I guess it makes sense that he would kind of, like, co-opt it for, like... But it's very convenient that it all just, like, fits within a Batman tool. So let me ask you this. Why? Okay, gel launcher, fine. I get it. A cable launcher, why not? For elevators, sure. Okay. Why the fuck did they need a stun batarang? Because it's not an add-on to the Batarang. You find the actual stun Batarang in a Wayne Tank box. Hey, what if somebody wasn't, you know, this wasn't cutting their, you know, just not, they weren't getting production enough done that night. You're like, okay, you know what? You're done. Fuck you. Just shock them. <laughs> but a Batarang? 
I wonder why Wayne Enterprise is making battery. That's just weird. Who knows? We're just going to have to chalk this up to shipping and receiving. They fucked up. Somebody's getting fired on Monday. That's for sure. <laughs> no, you're right. It is kind of odd how you have that. But I'll be mean, like, I didn't really think much about it because it's just a Metrovania. So I just kind of like I went, went with it. But I get it. <laughs> yeah. I like it better when you have a real reason to why somebody doesn't have their equipment. When you're doing a sequel or you're doing something that's continuation, I like actual like I, I I want a reason, but I'm used to it that there isn't one. I played enough Metroid at this point. Yeah. I mean it couldn't be like Symphony I mean like Symphony Night does it perfectly. Oh, you know, you have all this great equipment. Well guess what? Fuck you. I mean it does it perfectly. Like that would have been you're right. I would have liked to have something where Rick Flag beats him up and takes his equipment away. Something. But then you have Rick Flag beating up Batman and who buys that? Okay, good point. <laughs> Yeah. So I know when I first played this game, I was really surprised because I always go to industrial first because that's what the guy told me to do both times I played this game. But you don't have to. You, I mean, the game lets you choose one of the three areas that you want to go to. I mean, you can't get very far in any of them at first because you need other pieces of equipment from the other places. But I liked it that it gave you some of your own choices. I did like that. Yeah. And that is pretty cool. I mean, once one of my do have to go to the industrial place, though. Yeah, because you have to go fight Solomon Grundy, which I was not expecting the first time I played this, and that was pretty damn cool. Even the ending I like changes it depending it. on, like, what... Because, like, I I ended up doing Black Mask last because I read one of the Detective Clue hints wrong, because I think to get to it, it's like, okay, you have to use the explosive gel to, like, shoot the lock into something that opens the door and i thought i needed the glue i was like okay this is a glue i'll get it later on so like i did black mask last so depending on who you do last it changes like the hunt you have to do at the end yeah yes which i think is and it that the game has it also changes the the one of the mid-credit scenes too because depending on which person you take out last they're going to show you how they escaped after everything was done. I don't think I caught that. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, it's it's a pain, but it does kind of say, "Hey, you can go on, buddy, play this again if you want to." I mean, we got we got something for you if you do, I swear. <laughs> I assume this game is much easier on the second and third playthroughs because you know what you're doing. Oh yeah. And you understand the like- the map is so damn confusing when you don't understand what you're looking at at first, because it's not your normal uh, Metrovania map. Like, that it's 2D with, you know, squares everywhere. Okay, this room is this. It's a map that's a 3D map that, and if you go through things, you move around and you change. It, it, it's very confusing to explain, but it's also very confusing when you play this game to figure out what the hell you're doing. And that's if first. you're playing the deluxe version, because on this 3DS it's great that you have the map on the lower screen, but it's literally, it's a flat map. And you'll see yourself go around in a circle, depending on what you're doing. And it's not just an issue with the map. It's 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 also the location. Because when you think of like Arkham Asylum, it's such a visually stimulating place. And this is just a pretty boring prison. Like there's nothing, even when the villains take over, like you might get some ha ha ha's painted on the wall but it's like it's easy to lose your way because everything kind of looks the same and i even made a note here is like i went to the industrial area first and i was playing on 3ds i couldn't see what i was doing i literally couldn't see in front of me until the power came back on like it was really dark and i know it's batman but i was like i i can't see (laughs) 
Well, if you use detective mode, you can actually see. Okay, okay that's another one issue. It's under like ceiling lights, and I think that also had a problem with it. Yeah, that 3DS screen, it don't get too bright sometimes. <laughs> that the detective vision, one of my problems in this game. You go in detective vision, but in order to find things that you can actually break, you have to hold down the button of detective vision and zoom around and look for things that are that that are glowing green. So then you can analyze. You have to sit there and wait while he analyzes it. And then you're able to to do something about it. Yeah, that bugged me a lot. I think it makes more sense of the 3DS because you're kind of guiding your thumb or the stylus around the bottom. And I think that was oh. just something to do for that. And on the Vita, I guess I never played this on the Vita because I never owned one. I don't know if it was on the front touch screen or the rear panel. Memory, I want to say it was on the rear. It would make Which more would sense make sense. I mean, if you were like scrubbing your thumb over the screen, it would just make it smudgy and terrible. Yeah. This makes this makes more sense now when you put it that way, like that's why it's there. But as a guy who played this on a PC, I did not like it. But it makes okay, I can understand what they're going for now. Yeah, it's just the problem of the upport. I also want to talk about the battles in this game. The battles are like a they're two D, but they that they try to be two point five D. So sometimes when you're you'll have guys next to you and you won't hit the guy you mean to hit because it doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's the hard big to fights, I... those chains. Yeah. It is. What was your biggest chain during this? 50. That's about where I was, too. I, I, I got somewhere in the 50. I ever got up that high because I would always, like, bounce to one person and then try to bounce to someone else, but they were not in the <laughs> proper plane or whatever. Yeah. That's one of the, the the odd the things about this game. Like I also, there's no experience system in this game, so I wasn't leveling up like I do in Arkham, which really bothered me when it came to running around, getting lost, and fighting constantly. I'm like, I wasn't getting anything for it. It made me irritated. Small yeah, issue, see, but at least the enemies don't respawn either. So once they're gone from an area, they don't come back. I don't think they, do. I don't think they did on the three yet. They don't. They don't respawn, but they do come back when you go to different areas that after you like when you start backtracking in some areas after you get a piece of equipment, you're sent back somewhere. There will be new enemies that have that are there now to greet you that are more powerful. Oh, true. Right. Yeah. But yeah, they're not really respawning. They're just the game just keeps adding more because you you do retread a lot of the same areas constantly. I also got to say Blackgate's pretty damn big, too. Well, it has to be. It's, you know, near Gotham and Jesus Christ. There's so many oh, bad guys in Gotham. If we were saying earlier, I want to talk about the Solomon Grundy fight again. Like just that I wasn't expecting him in this game at all when I first played it. And like the way the fight is where you have to you have to like blow up this gas above above manholes. You see gas coming out to make him to stun him. So he runs into electric. Like I thought that was cool and make you do it three times in three different ways and the one you have to chain both together like shoot the wire and then blow him up you know blow up yeah, the wire like, or something like that but i thought i liked that i thought that was pretty cool actually the fight it's very I am a, rhino yeah yeah exactly like i'm a big fan of this bat boss fight the first time i played it i was like holy shit this is so clever <laughs> oh my god i love it and honestly i think solomon grundy is the best fight in the game because it actually makes you think the rest of the fights suck dick. yes they do the rest yeah. of them are really bad. I just find it weird Batman's so matter-of-fact that he sees him there. It's like, oh, it's Grundy. I'm like, what? You already know who this guy is? Like, you don't know how? who Catwoman is, but you know who Solomon Grundy is? When? I didn't catch that. But yeah, yeah how like, Oh, my Grundy? God, what is this giant monster? He's like, oh, Grundy. And I was like, what? <laughs> I guess they didn't. I mean, I guess they didn't want to do a whole thing since they knew the player knows who Grundy is because Arkham City, but... Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand how you would already know who Grundy is unless you put Grundy in there. 
But Grundy doesn't really seem to be in prison, so considering he's in a you know sewer cell chasing after you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what he does. You know, Solomon Grundy lives in the sewers. I don't yeah, know. Wasn't it that Long Halloween? Saturday, Brian. <laughs> Long Halloween, he's in the sewers, right? With the Riddler? Uh, yeah. Okay. I was like, all of a sudden, I had, I had a picture of a, of a comic panel with him in the sewers. I'm like, why do I, like, where is this from in my head? And I'm like, okay. Yeah, that was around Thanksgiving, because Batman <laughs> left him a Thanksgiving plate, and it was cute. <laughs> oh, that's a good comic. All right. I mean, it was just a cool boss fight. I mean, but you are right. It is probably one of the best ones because the rest aren't as good. Like the first one I did after Solomon Grundy, well, I actually got, so I went to Industrial Zone where Black Mask is. I got sent away and I went back to where, is it the, not the minute, the cell blocks where Penguin is. And I went and fought Bronze Tiger, which I like the fact that you fight Bronze Tiger in like a little arena. I mean, that was a kind of a cool fight too. It wasn't much to it, you know, learn his combos and then just counter. Yeah. Like it was, cool it, was, it was a good, good fight. Bronze Tiger was, it was pretty simple. And once you figured out how to roll underneath his jumps, it was pretty much over. Yeah. I mean, none of the, none of the fights really over. Yeah. Which was, which was nice that they didn't overstay their welcome that they're all just, they're long enough. I mean, some are annoying, but still like they weren't overly long. Like sometimes games like to do. So I was grateful for that. Yeah. It was like, I was excited to see this care. I'm not sure. Cause I'm trying to think this would have been 2013. I'm not sure if they had, had introduced him in the arrow yet. I know it seemed around this time. This was like before the Suicide Squad movie where and I feel like for years, I think DC is like trying to make fetch happen with the Suicide Squad and it never works. But it seemed like this is I think around that time is I think they had Bronze Tiger in Arrow and they had an episode of him, Diggle and Deadshot and I believe someone else else and they hinted at harley quinn but then they couldn't use her after like they were going to do a suicide squad in arrow and then they were doing it here and then it made you think especially after the end of arkham origins that's oh the next thing is a suicide squad game and it kind of is but it has nothing to do with this and the tone is way different he was in season two for three episodes and he comes back in season seven and eight or season seven eight he just mentioned it sounds like but there, it would, oh, what happened with that with Arrow is that they were getting ready to do a Suicide Squad. They wanted to, but then the movie started, and WB had a very big thing about if it's in the movies, it can't be in the TV shows. Which was dumb, because they owned and, all of it, and all of it was separate. I actually met the actor who plays Deadshot, because he's, he's from where I live in Newfoundland, and I got an autograph my season one of Arrow, and they said they were going to do a Suicide Squad show. Oh. And then they just said, no, we're it's in the movies now, we can't do it. So, and then his character got unceremoniously killed off. Yeah. Lame. Because, yeah, that's what, you can tell that's what they were going for. Like, they even, and I, I listened to one interview once, and they even, they said, they said that they were going to, they were, because what they were doing is they weren't really, they would ask for permission for certain things, but they were doing it kind of cagely. So that way, because they asked for too much, WB would just shut them down immediately. It's all, oh, how can we use this character? Oh, oh, yeah, sure. Can we do a cameo with this? Yeah. And then they'd be like, oh, well, since we did this, now we got to do this. And they'd be like, yeah, I guess. And that's what they were doing to get what they wanted, but it didn't work in the mm. end. Because Suicide Squad, as you started having the other other things with the characters going on that they just wouldn't allow it anymore because the movie was huh. and they didn't want the two versions out there, which doesn't make any sense. But WB is not the smartest. No, I get it. <laughs> but I mean, it was, it was cool to see Bronze Tiger. It was. But I don't know. I mean, I can't remember what year because this would came out in 2013. I can't remember what year Arrow season two was, but it might it would have been around that time. It was 2013 because uh, oh, okay. it, it so debuted perfectly. in 2012 and then season two is when they had 
Actually, season two was when Deathstroke was the big bad. So like, all That's of season. this seemed, yeah, all of this seems like it would have been kind of linked in with one another as kind of like a big multimedia push, and then it just kind of died off. Which is really too bad. Yeah, it was even like before. I remember, like, I have a link to an article. I have no idea when it was from, but it was from Jeff Johns, and it was an interview where they were talking about like a Suicide Squad game even before this came out. I mean, it was around 2012 when he said, oh, yeah, there's one in active development or something. And we're really excited about it. But then I don't know what happened with that. I mean, there's tons of rumors about canceled DC games. So it probably ended up on the chopping block there somewhere. Yeah, DC is pretty notorious for canceling things. So I'm not that surprised. That's just DC for you, though. They just don't really. I mean, well, not maybe not DC, I should say. It's more like Warner Brothers for you. They like to cancel things. Well, I think a lot of it comes from the fact that Warner Brothers was trying to, you know, still emulate the success of Marvel. And they, well, we'll try this. Well, that didn't work. Cancel that. Okay, so let's try something different. Nope, that didn't work as well. Let's let's try something new. Cancel the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, that was when they're, that, yeah, that's probably the perfect way to describe it. Because they just kept canceling everything. And, like, I, I feel like they would make these grand plans. They would make these you know, like plan this game and this show and this thing. And then the first one comes out and it doesn't do it. So then they just, okay, never mind, Cancel everything. Let's, let's try something different. Well, they never should have been imitating Marvel. I mean, they, they went at it too quickly with the movies. And I think that's also what caused them problems because their characters are different. The justice league is very different than what the Avengers is. Like you didn't need to do what they did. No. Oh, and, and another no. thing about this game, like, I want to talk about the, cause I did the Black Mass fight next, and this fight, it can be really simple, but I died multiple times before I figured out, even though I was reading the guy who told me what to do. Yeah, I, I had the same problem, too, where I was like, what am I supposed to do? And then I was like, oh, I appreciate with that one, because I think there's, like, the Joker fight later on, and the Penguin fight, which ugh, we'll get there, where you just had to take him down once, and I'm like, this is what this should be. He's just a guy. Yeah. He's nothing that like Black Mass. You have to you have to hit an alarm to get his attention. You take out a light, and then I think you have to just run up. And then you go under the vents when he's walking away after you got the one light, and you just jump him and beat him down. But if he sees you, he kills you instantly with his two machine guns. And that's how many my... guns? <laughs> two guns, bitch. Thank you. I think that's my. I think that's where the this game's big problem comes in, and I. I it's not just a problem with this title it's a problem with all 2d games that try to do stealth and that it never quite works because when you think of like the arkham series where if you get seen like you can kind of grapple to like the gargoyles and move around and escape and then there's lots of ways to escape but in this it's almost like when you're seen there's nowhere to go except for i think there's one area where you're in a pseudo 3d area where you have like high vantage points you can go around so it's just like you know it's a thing where you have to kind of have the metal gear solid cone vision where you're looking at someone dead in the eyes but they can't see you because they're outside of their vision cone but if you get seen here you get eviscerated immediately and have to start over I did not like any of the stealth in this game because it was just too much like you had. And you also didn't have the knockdown attack where when you start to do a silent takedown in normal Arkham games, you can hit X or hit whatever button it is, depending on what control you are. And it just takes them down quickly, makes noise, and then you can get away. In this game, you start choking them. You're not stopping until you get bullets into you and then they get back up. Yeah. And yep. then you're just dead. Yes. <laughs> 
I, I did not like the stealth. It, it took a while. It I had a lot harder time with this than I should have, I felt, in my opinion, because I played a lot of Arkham games. But I just kept getting murdered in, in, in it because it, it's very it was also very puzzle heavy. It felt like there was a certain solution to do. And if you didn't do the correct solution, nothing was going to work. Yeah. And that's kind of like the Arkham. There's like a rhythm where it's like exploration, combat, predator, boss, and it kind of juggle those things around. But here, like that ratio just they didn't quite get it where it's like exploration is okay. Combat sort of works. The predator sucks, but then the boss fights are also all great, but that's, I mean, that's also not the fault of this game because let's be honest, like many of the bosses in the Arkham series are not great. Like you had for every Mr. Freeze, you have like, you know, chuck it at the plants, poison Ivy and Arkham asylum and Rhino Bane and Arkham asylum. And, Tank Deathstroke yeah. and You always have bad boss fights, so I'm not surprised that this game doesn't really make them great for the most part either. But I mean, again, it's a much different type of game. But yeah, it's part of the power fantasy, though. I mean, you're Batman. Batman wouldn't have a hard time with these guys, so you kind of gotta, I mean, you know, maybe shake it up a little. My Batman died at least yeah, ten times. Running, running, you don't so. have any of the heavies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He probably did more than that. You don't have any of the heavies either. So, like, all the villains are just like guys, yeah. and they just take multiple times to go down when they shouldn't. Like, if you knock the penguin down once, he should be down for the counts. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Penguin does not like scream. Black mask. <laughs> yeah, black mask. That's why that just that penguin easy. fight one and done. Yeah, which was, I like that. I mean, it, it took me a couple tries to get it there, but I was happy that it was short. I mean, since we're kind of bringing up the penguin fight, might as well talk about it. Let's yeah, I do want to talk about that. Off. The penguin fight is okay. So you, you it shouldn't be that hard. You go into a big room, penguins, and you're like, I'll get them, boys. And then he sends out two guys. The problem is these two guys are invincible. They're not, but they felt like it. Because every time I went to do anything to them, it's like I couldn't really touch them. Because you have to, like disable them a certain way because they have like jet they have some kind of packs in the back of them that make them just miserable and they murder you yeah so in the context it's like you're in like penguins kind of in the bottom of the room in the middle and there's lots of doorways and ladders and things that distract guards and ultimately the objective is to distract them away from the penguin so you can sneak down and do a stealth takedown on the penguin and it should be a one and done affair and i think even if you do manage to take the guards out more, just replace them. So it's pointless to even do that. And then you do it once and then a drone comes out. Who's that? Because you have like multiple layers. So you're at the, there's a top, middle and bottom and there's different like fire extinguishers and other things that you can get guards to move up kind of like a Donkey Kong, like maze almost to get away from Penguin. And then it gets harder. And I think after after two, it checkpoints, which I was grateful for. Because I remember I got the two, I had two hits on Penguin, and then I died, and I was ready to throw my 3DS at the wall if I had to do it again, but then it let me start at two. <laughs> That's nice. I Once I got the first, because what I did is I kept failing on this fight forever, so I actually watched a video of a guy do it, and I did exactly what the guy did, and I got the same results. <laughs> and that's how I did it, because I was having such a hard time with it, too. So what was the key? What was the solution that you found? He would hit one fire extinguisher usually, get both guards to go there in the first for the first round, jump down when the guy is climbing the ladder, and take out Penguin really fast. Then it resets the second set. Then in the second one, he'd go all the way to the top, alert the guard to come up there, take out one guard, then jump all the way down when the other guards are trying to go up there. And then he did that for the, other, for the second and the third. 
Okay, that's smart, because I started at the top first and used the distractions up there because I wanted to use those while the drone was inactive. He only used the, one per thing. Yeah, because once the drone comes, it kind of moves like up and down, and if you get in the drone spotlight, you're, you're toast. Oh, that's that bad. Yeah. Like, you can also everyone sees you and just like shoot guns oh. at you and then you're dead. That's annoying. You can take you can hurt the drone, but not for very long. And that's the thing about you this is that it's so punishing that like in a normal Arkham stealth sequence, you have plenty of opportunities to escape. But once you get seen here once, it's like as particular as Splinter Cell, where it's like you might as well just start over. Yeah, I did not. That's that what I got issue. from that. <laughs> I mean, it was just a mo- it was probably the most annoying boss fight for me in the game was Penguin. Well, it was definitely the hardest, like even yeah. subjectively. It's if I wouldn't have watched the video, I don't think I would have got through it because I just my brain wasn't comprehending what they wanted me to do. And I was trying to take out the guards and it, that's not possible. <laughs> not easily. Yes, yeah, so that's what I would normally do. Like, a, like when I play like Metal Gear, like I like I will take out all the guards so I can freely run around in a room like that's how my brain works yeah and you can only take out the guard if you're on like a gargoyle type thing and then you shoot them with your bat with your back claw that's the only way to take them out because you glide kick them and they're alone they just turn around and shoot the hell out of you if you try to sneak up on them they shoot the hell out of you you can only take them out with a back claw and it has to be from supposedly you can land next to them and then shoot them with the back claw i tried that he turned around and shot me instead so i don't know but it was hard yeah, as long as you hit him in the back with that back claw, the pack will destroy, take him out, and okay. Bob's your uncles. But yeah, it was just, it's a really hard fight. I'm glad it has a checkpoint, too. I didn't see it because I didn't die uh, <laughs> beside the first part multiple times, but it's cool that it's there. And this game is relatively nice with checkpoints. I mean, there's always a checkpoint before a boss, and there's lots and lots of checkpoints in general, so that was nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about the uh, mid-boss uh, deadshot fight. No, not yet. Yeah, I found that, that way too. later. That was cool. That was a cool I'm, fight because Deadshot's just a regular guy. So I liked how they incorporated. Yeah, I really like the way it started out when you're watching Batman move through Deadshot's gun sights. Yeah, like I thought that was really cool. It was. And then once you get away from that, then it gets dumb. <laughs> well, then you just kind of like <laughs> go and beat him up pretty quickly after that. Yeah, like you just go beat up some bad dudes and he shoots through some windows that you got to duck and walk past. Then you shine a spotlight on his face after hitting it with a batarang and then just line launch right into his face with your boots. (laughs) That's it. See, I kind of like that because I I hate how in Arkham Origins proper, like you have a dead shot fight and like you take out all the enemies and then you do a takedown on him. And then he's just like, Oh, I'm annoyed. And he gets back up. It's like, no, he should be down for the count. Like he's just a guy who's good with guns. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I mean, agree. that I... depends. There are some comic stories in which Deadshot is not only good with guns, but an expert hand to hand combat. He's got like endurance bordering on meta human. Like it's insane. Batman war yeah. jokes and riddles. Yeah. I didn't want to say it, but you know, whatever. And in, but in here, like they never, I don't think you ever do a hand to hand fight with Deadshot, whether it's in Arkham City or, or Origins. They just, he has kind of like the ricochet bullets. Yeah. Yeah. In the Arkham version of him, he's just really good with guns. And he has the, the comic version of him is racist better. between games, but. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a fun fight, and I was surprised when I saw he was in here. But I was happy to see he was in here. Yeah. I, I like him. 
in game. I, I like having him in games. I mean, most of this game is just you running around trying to do things like save hostages, disarm bombs at one point. Like, just so many different things just keep coming up where each, like, as you go through different sectors of where the villain, you know, each villain controls it. I did Joker last because that's what my guy told me to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Joker one kind of did fit the Joker. Like, it, it looks like the Joker's area and it's painting everywhere. And he's also doing renovations because, you know, it's the Joker. Apparently, that's what he does. Except for one problem. And this is where I had the biggest problem. Like, not a problem with the thing because it was easy. The little match or die segment. Oh, the yeah. Mario 3 and cards. Yeah. That dumb. didn't feel like the Joker to me. Yeah, it was a video game as a video game puzzle. Yeah, that felt like the Riddler, who would have been a better choice instead of the Joker. Ah, and they could have done the Riddler, too, because he is in the Arkham series, and he was in Blackgate because he's captured in Origins. If yeah, he you gets away. Stuff. No, he gets away. Oh, he gets away? Yeah, because once you get oh, all the trophies, because he's not the Riddler, he's Enigma or whatever. When the, the reward for getting all the trophies is you see the proto-Riddler trophy. And oh. I'm pretty sure he gets away. Okay. The internet's going to disarray me if he doesn't, but I don't think there's a scene where he's captured. I can't remember because I've never done it. Captured. I never will do it either. Okay, I know he's in Assault in Arkham, and he's in prison. Yeah, that yep. plays a big part of it. But, but I think that takes place many free. years after this, because it seems like that's way closer to... Arkham Asylum. Asylum. And it's also yeah, I think Asylum, it is. I... a Black Day prison, too. So, Oh, yeah, there is, because you go to that in here, in this game. Mm-hmm. Which I also forgot about. I mean, you know, it's just, it's just such a maze. And, I mean, the, it is cool that this game can be played different ways, depending on how you want to play it. Like, when I, I went to Joker's, as I was going through Joker's last, like, that area is kind of, and I was annoyed with it, even though I had, because like, I just didn't, like, like the Joker fight, I don't know if I would have figured that out if I wouldn't have had a guide tell me when you're fighting him. What to Fair do. enough. It it's a weird one. You have it's as you fight him, you, you have him in this round. You're, you're in a you're in a circle zone in 2.5D, and you have to let him shoot at you. And then when he's reloading his gun, you have to zip line launch at him for the first phase. In the second phase, you have to let him chase after you. He tries to shock you. You zip away, then zip back to punch to kick him in the face. I don't think my brain would have went to that. <laughs> without the guy telling me this is what you're supposed to do. Like, it just was one of those things. Yeah, there's also no inner monologue from Batman either, because normally in, like, the Arkham series, he's like, oh, he's reloading, I should do something. So it kind of... I think after a while, because I think you get, like, one free hit with a zipline, and then it's when he takes out the gun, and then there's... Yes. I'm going to say gas or something, because there's a third something you have to do. Yeah, you have a time limit. Yeah, because the gas is slowly filling up the room. After, I think, the second time when he gets out the stun baton. Oh, yes. And you have to throw the shock batarangs that shock him and then you can zip line. Yeah. yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, <laughs> I mean, they found different ways to do it. Another way that this game really handicaps you to where you can't, you can and can't go is there's key cards that you need that you get throughout the game, but you don't get them and you get them in very specific parts. Like one you get from Joker, I think. One is from the warden, or is it the warden? And one from a dead guy. Yes, you had to follow the blood trail from where Black Mask killed him. Yeah, that's where you yeah, get that, that first. Was yeah, that I was really, really like the do. cryptographic sequences here. I, I didn't because the two point five D. Yeah, well, like I think it's fun. Like the number matching was kind of cool, but then you know, like in harder ones, the numbers would change or cycle, and then like with the Joker ones, like with the Joker packages, 
when you had to decrypt <laughs> them, like they would blink out and form ha ha ha. Like, I thought that was fun. It kept things interesting. I don't know. It did. I, I mean, it's very by the end when you get that. Because that's so you, all based on who you fought last, I think. So right? you, you, did, you did Joker last, right? Yeah, this yes. time. Okay, because I did Black Mask last, and, and this is this is something I wanted to bring up. So with Black Mask, you have to there's bombs you have to find, and you essentially have to shoot your explosive gel on the circuits, and you have like a minute and a half to like find all the buttons, and then you essentially trigger an explosion at once. So in the second <laughs> one, and I had to I looked this up, and I was at it for an hour, and I honestly thought I was going crazy because i had done it i must say 10 20 times for like an hour and i was watching videos and i could not see what i was doing wrong because you're essentially i think it's in the cell areas and you have to hit one bomb at the bottom another in the middle and another at the top layer and i was hitting all three of them and i would trigger the bombs and then the timer wouldn't stop and then you don't have time to try again and then you die what was happening as I found out by finding like a game facts post from 2013 that the top level, because I, I honestly looked up to see if 3DS games could get patches because I thought the game was broken. Uh, there is a there is a glitch in this game to break it, though. It's not the one that I came across, because what happens when you shoot your gel, uh, it's hard to see where it goes, but it can go on the cell door or the button. And mine kept going to the cell door without me realizing it. So that was driving me absolutely crazy. I wish I would have had the Joker once. And because I was going, I like I went into my fiance and I was like, man, I'm playing this game and like I, I don't know what's wrong. I've done this like a million times. And I was like furiously looking at like old posts, being like, okay, what am I missing? And then I like updated my 3DS and started looking for patches. And I honestly thought, like, I'm gonna have to start this game over. Like something is wrong. But then it was just because the tiny 3DS screen, I couldn't see, like, the little blob of explosive gel was on the cell bars instead of the button. And once I did that, it was, yeah, that was my thing with this game. <laughs> no, I get it, though. Like, this game is not friendly at times. With stuff. There is some glitch where if you go for Penguin Second, I think it is, where it's a little screwed up and you can't. Something won't happen that's supposed to happen in the elevator. It just won't happen. There's a glitch in the 3DS version only that never got patched. Yes, I think I read they patched the Vita version. I had an issue where I was doing something and I fell through a floor and the camera never corrected itself, but that wasn't a big problem. I can't remember where that was, too. Yeah, the Vita version doesn't have that issue. No, because they, for some reason, they didn't never patch 3DS. I'm assuming Nintendo's like, we don't care, or something. I'm assuming it's something to do with Nintendo. Who knows? Nintendo does be like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, they're still are. They're still getting used to the internet era of updating things. They don't really like doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you ship it, you ship it. Like that's just kind of how they are. I feel like they're still adjusting to the new, the world of the of two thousands. They'll get there. <laughs> and then I'm trying to think. Oh, and the, and then after you beat the three or whoever you you know you beat the three villains, you then go to the Arkham Wing where. Supposedly, there are hostages there you have to go rescue, is what you've been told throughout this entire game. Mm-hmm. And it turns out the hostage you're trying to rescue is Bane. Boo. Uh, I know. I felt the same way. I thought it was but at least cool. you didn't have to fight him. No, that was good. Yeah, I just liked how he was just like comatose and kind of like Batman and Robin pre Jeep Swinson Bane, where he was just like a scrawny guy. 
Well, yeah. It's almost like like an like a Resident Evil biohazard where it's like you can't let this get out of quarantine. And like kind of that was like the whole precipice or the whole instigation of this whole incident it was like Amanda Waller trying to get to Bane. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it, you know, it's also Bane is all beat up from the end of Arkman Origin, so he's not the big powerful Bane, which I like. You know, yeah. and you don't fight him, thank God. You just see him and and you find out that Catwoman's whole plan this time she's been walking you through was all for for her to get to Bane. And she needs your help to release him. Which I kind of thought was a twist, too, when you find out that she's been the villain the whole time, which does make sense because she is a villain. But Yeah, no matter how much, you know, future games want to treat her as like a, you know, co-protagonist, especially in City. Yeah, no, she is still a villain at this point, like an actual and, villain. Yeah, and you really see it. You, I mean, you, I mean, and it shows it. Like, I like that. And she's like, and he's like, who hired you? She's like, I don't know. They didn't tell me who they were. They just gave me the job, and they're paying me, so I'm doing it. And it's good. And then this is where we were talking about with either the joke, whoever, depending who you fight first or fight last, I should say, that depends on what gimmick you'll have to deal with. Like for me, I had Joker bombs. So did Ken, where Blair had the black, the black mass bombs. And there also can be uh, hostages too if you do penguin lab. And there's a thing that. about the black mask thing too is that I think like the Joker, the Joker, and like these like very distinct purple and like boxes with green ribbons, and the black mask bombs yes. are just nondescript gray crates. Because I remember I was doing the first one. It's in that area of the prison where you kind of like zip between two planes and then kind of fall in between areas. And I was on top of it and I couldn't see it because even in Detective Vision. I was like, oh, that's a box I already opened. And I was like, oh, no, it isn't. Like, that's what I was supposed to be doing this entire time. Damn it. Yeah, that would annoy me, too. Me, being too lazy to hook up my 360 to play the deluxe version. Well, you don't get a a lot with the deluxe. Like, you missed out on the the costumes that I never got. Because throughout the game, you'll find little boxes. Some give you health upgrades. Some give you, like, attack upgrades. And then some give you costume parts. And, and then you, I collected you can get the red sun bad suit. Yeah, that would have been cool. I didn't get. I only got a couple parts of any suit. I never got a whole suit. Yeah, that's a, that's the whole thing about this game is that like when you think of Metroid and Castlevania and other like kind of the of this is that you are actually incentivized to go back to other areas. You get excited kind of when you were like, oh man, I can't wait to go back and get this thing. But then when you're just getting costume parts and you have those the like you essentially find like clues to mysteries that they never really go into it's like you'll find like a cigarette butt or a gun shell case and it's like you've got part one of four of this mystery but it doesn't really have anything to do with anything other than when you get all four you get like art or something yeah so you don't really have that drive i think although mostly you kind of get everything just by like having to backtrack like, I cleared Hidden off rooms. most of the question marks. A, a lot of them are in rooms that you couldn't have gotten to at one point, or you have to use one of your gadgets to get to, and there'll be a dead-end room, usually, or a dead-end spot with nothing else there, which would then make me want to use Detective Vision, I would find a clue. But I didn't, like, I, I never got any of the, any sets of them, so I don't know what the hell they even does. It's like, you unlock concept art, I think, that's it. It's not nothing important. That's really stupid. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't try. Yeah. I would have wanted I would have wanted something. I would have wanted like an upgrade or something or a costume. I would have been pissed if it was just like here's here's concept. I've been like this is stupid. Well, there's two costumes. There's the red sun costume and then there's the blackest night costume. 
Oh, that's it. It's only the two. Yeah, I there was one million and some. Oh wait, no, no, there is more. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, those are the only two that I ran across like the pieces for when I was doing the thing. And is the beware the Batman suit is that exclusive to the deluxe version? I'm trying to look it up while we're talking. Yeah, because I don't think I I was looking at uh, videos and I saw someone. In, I, th- I think it was in the deluxe version, they were in that costume, but it was nothing that I ever found parts for, so I guess it must be for the deluxe version. I guess there's a zombie costume, too. I'm not surprised at this time. So, Arkham Origins, Blackest Night, Red Sun, New 52, and 1 million. And you start out with the Arkham Origins one, so. Bleh. So, not much. Not really. What is even Blackest Night, any- anyway? Oh, that's that Green Lantern thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what I remember that story, I don't know if it's because didn't Sinestro offer Batman a ring because he is essentially like your your fear. Like, you should have one of these. Like, you don't have to be a bad guy, but like, here's, you know, fear is your tool. Like, have one. I know. I, I mean, when, when I play these games, I'm, I'm too much of a stickler to like, like even Spider-Man. Like, I just finished Marvel Spider-Man again on PlayStation 5, and, like, I have to stay with the default costume because this is what makes sense in the context of the story. Like, I can never... I think Guardians of the Galaxy recently was the only game that I ever played with alternate outfits is I wanted to have, like, the DNA, like, costumes across the board. I'm kind of that way, too. I don't change costumes in games. I mean, I would have maybe used the Red Sun one because he looks cool in the Russian outfit, but that's probably about it. Fair enough. <laughs> I forgot um, about that outfit. Oh, the Catwoman, the actual Catwoman fight, I liked. Yes, that was a good fight. That was one of the better boss fights, too, in this game. Or second best. I love that she hits you with the pocket sand. That's awesome. <laughs> this was a hard fight, though. Yeah, but I mean, that worked for a final fight. Down. She kicked my ass a few times. So, basically, what happens is Catwoman blinds Batman. Probably with, I don't know, flash grenade, but I'm going to call it pocket sand. Flash grenade. It's pocket sand, Mike. Pocket sand. She <laughs> But essentially, you're then fighting Catwoman in uh, Daredevil mode, where like Batman's blind and you just kind of see echoes of where you're hearing Catwoman. And, you know, looks like she's going to attack, but then she backs off. And if you try to hit or block when she's not actually doing it, you're going to get hit like it's it's kind of fun. It's very reminiscent of a Copperhead fight from Origins, where you essentially have all the echoes, only it's like... In that one, it's kind of like a free-for-all, but in this, it's like you have to wait because some will just, like, jump at you and then kind of jump back, and you have to wait for her to jump there. I was waiting for the prompt to counter, and then it wasn't coming, and then I was like, am I doing something wrong? Like, I think that was my big issue. And then getting the actual timing down sometimes, like, I swear I would hit, like, the X button, and then the counter wasn't coming. So I was, I had to look it up, actually, because I was like, what am I doing wrong here? You also have to counter her multiple times in the later sections, like two or three times in a row before it will give you the point where you get to attack her back. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, that's what happens. It's mm-hmm. it's annoying. And then after that, there's a third phase, too, where she clones her or she has like clones of herself because you don't know because you're all confused and you have to f- wait and see which one the blue lines pop up by when they attack you. It was it was an interesting fight. I can't say but I liked it a whole bunch but too quickly. I think it was long as what it needed to be. Like I didn't need Titan Catwoman or some other thing like that. Yeah. Oh, Titan Catwoman. Now there's a fight I'd watch. I'd probably. <laughs> but it was it was cool. <laughs> I just wasn't expecting her to be the the boss, like you know, the final boss or the big the big villain in this. Like I was I was I was thrown for a loop when that happened. 
Definitely. Yeah, but it was, and it then was she gets fun. captured. Of course. And then you find out that the, the whole then you find out that the whole time it was Amanda Waller who was setting this up because she wanted Bane to join the Suicide Squad and that they had to catch Bane and put Bane back because of all the publicity because of Batman. But they took Bronze Tiger and Deadshot to join their Suicide Squad. So, yeah. And that's something we haven't actually. It's funny. We, we've gone all this time. We haven't really touched on what's everyone's opinions. Uh, so this game. It doesn't use traditional cutscenes. So, like, there's lots of voice acting from the same cast from Origin, but it has the motion comics. I actually really like them. It's hit or miss sometimes, depending on their use. I actually really like the implementation here. I liked it too. I really do think that it was a hardware limitation at first because they couldn't do the you know complex 3D cutscenes because it's not the same engine. So I I think it kind of was born out of necessity, but I dug it. Like yeah, I. I'm- on the 3DS, this game is pretty ugly when it's especially when it, when it's zoomed out, it's fine. But when it goes in really close, like the textures are pretty muddy, and like even the use of 3D, like I put up a slider every now and then just to see. I think when you're walking through fence, <laughs> it's kind of like in first person, and that's okay. But the rest of it's just like it's okay to have the slider all the way down. Oh yeah, I can't play anything in 3D on the 3DS. I have to have the slider all the way down. Yeah, me too. I just oh, can't. I love 3D. I don't like it. It bothers me a lot. So, mm. And I have like the launch 3DS as I, I was like all in on 3DS and I got duped. I will say uh, it kind of poisoned my opinion of the 3DS for many years. And now I wish I would have gotten like the XL because like I probably have permanent hand damage from playing that one. Cause uh, like you, you just did measure at Samus returns. And I bought that for as part of dread hype because I was like, I don't want to play this on my 3DS. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. And I played it for a little bit. And I was like, Mercury seems asking too much of my hands for this thing, and I cannot play it, so I had to put it down. That's understandable. It's I, I've only played on a 3DS XL, so I don't know how the other one was, but yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I remember the other one I was. Got, <laughs> I got my DSi XL, and I remember everyone made fun of me. They're like, "Oh, look at this tiny computer!" And I'm like, "What? This is so big. It's so nice for my hands." And then I traded that in for the 3DS because it was. Oh, we're gonna have like Resident Evil. We're gonna have Street Fighter and Assassin's Creed and Mega Man Legends Three is coming, and then all yeah. got canceled. And I got rid of my DS to trade it in for this thing, and then I was stuck with a system that didn't have a game for months, and it kind of painted my opinion of that thing for years. I have never really played many 3DS games. That's probably one of my biggest holes in my well, and Vita. I've never played a Vita game really, so that's another one where those those two I'm missing out on so many great titles that I. At some point, I'm going to get to. Yeah, same. Most, I keep looking at Vita just as like a portable PS1 player. Because I know like when they put out Mega Man Legends on handhelds, Mega Man Legends 1 won't play on PSP, but Legends 2 will. Uh, but it plays on the Vita. I don't know why. What were you say, Ken? Most of the good, like the really big games on Vita all got ported to other systems anyway. So, okay. like, you're not missing out on a ton, but it was a really great system. I love it. I mourn it whenever I look at it. Like, it, it could have been something, but Sony just goofed. Well, one game that I plan to play for this show someday on the Vita is the Silent Hill game on Vita. Nope. I played Don't it. Don't do I it. Know, I'm but really surprised that Sony has not ported that Uncharted game. It's like the only Uncharted game that people haven't played. Oh, it was, yeah, it's not that's even, right. It's not even playable on PSTV. Because they had the PS TV, which played Vita games, but because it had extensive use of the back panel, it doesn't mm. work. Huh. 
I wonder so how like I can... you're sitting on a perfectly good Uncharted game, you can port like what's with you guys. They're upset that the 3DS didn't work out as well as they wanted it to. Yeah, or the VS. Yeah, yeah. You know, sorry. Yeah, they're just sad. <laughs> uh, any last things to say about this game before we go into questions, comments, or memories? I I was actually I don't know um I put together a top ten list of the best superhero games on the 3DS, and I remember I put this one at number one. And I know internet friend goes by the alias of Sane Ian on Twitter. He I think he reviewed it for Destructoid back in the day, and he was like, "How could you do this? Like I didn't think this is deserving of the top slot." And uh, I think it's a it's enjoyable, but flawed, and it's mostly comes to the navigation. Like I think if that map was just if either would have stuck with just 2D and not have like the the 3D segments, like maybe just switch to that for like the fighting. It would have been so much better because it's just that map. And even with the deluxe version, as I double dipped when the deluxe version came out, I was like, okay, they fixed the map and it looks more like Metroid Primes, but it's still indecipherable to me. Yeah, no, it's still awful. Yeah, I think honestly, I think the map for the deluxe version is worse. Yeah, especially when it's really confusing. Yes. Because you actually have it on the bottom screen, so you can just constantly look up and down as opposed to going into a menu. Yeah. It was super confusing when I did it, when I played through it on the Deluxe. I mean, the graphics were pretty, though. I will say that the game is pretty on the PC version that I played. But yeah, that map is, until I understood it, which took a while, it was very difficult. Once I understood it, it wasn't as bad, but it took a while. Yeah, and we'll go to questions. I only got three comments. Hey. (laughs) I posted in five groups. I was surprised to get three. Uh, first one from Giant Bomb. Tried from da- Donna Lareda. Sorry, I pronounced that wrong. Uh, tried playing the PS3 version, but I just trailed off. You would think a Batman Metrovania would hit the spot, but the mechanics were just stiff and awkward, and the map was inscrutable. Fair. Yeah. It is at first. And then I got three comments from a Metrovania group. Uh, from Gustavo Alberto Avito. I like the Metrovania aspect. However, the stealth combat one of the Arkham series highlights is almost non-existent. Best thing about the game is that you can tackle it any order you like. However, suffers a lot due to the controls and some, if not most, of the boss encounters being very obtuse. Best bosses are definitely the Black Mass and the Bronze Tiger encounters. If you want a Metrovania with a Batman flavor, you might as well play the original Arkham Asylum. It's a bit on the linear side, but the influences are there. Riddler trophies are very engaging for fans of the game. Yeah, I would I would totally agree with all of those. Uh, I from Patrick... disagree with the Riddler trophies, <laughs> but whatever. Oh, I, I, made a, I made an article about how the Riddler trophies in Batman Arkham Asylum are the best, is the best Riddler boss fight ever put into a game. Jesus Christ, I remember my first beer, too. <laughs> <laughs> and from Patrick Villa, very, very good. I strongly recommend. Okay. And last comment from Abdul Khalifa. It doesn't give a Metrovania vibe, to be honest. I agree, but it is listed in Wikipedia as a 2.5D Metrovania, and Wikipedia wouldn't lie to us, right? Nothing. I would Enable. say, okay, first off, Wikipedia lies all the time. Second I know, off, that's the joke. I actually, I would say that this is a Metroidvania. It is. Yeah, it's sure. Just not, to, it's just not as heavy. It's essentially, it's just like, it, it's almost like Metroid Fusion in a sense, because it's very directed up until oh, yeah. the warden tells you to... I think that's the part where I stumble the most, where it's like you just have to find that secret entrance. Is Once it's that, once that's done, you're essentially just following a pretty basic path. The, the again, the issue like the for Metroid, it's like okay, I'm gonna go back and get energy tanks and missile upgrades and new weapons. But here, it's like okay, your punches are stronger and you take less damage, but that never really factors in anything. So it's just like that in push 
much to go back and explore. And again, like I, I kind of mentioned, like the prison just isn't an interesting environment like the Arkham Asylum was. And all that kind of makes a good game that's not great. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a, oh, also, I should mention that when I posted Metroid 2 in the Metroidvania group, somebody said, is Metroid 2 really a Metroidvania game? From the 3DS and well, I mean, so it depends. Like, it's not actual, not vanilla Metroid 2. Yeah, yeah, Metroid Return, the one for 3DS. Oh, yeah, yeah. that totally is. But okay. it's because they were looking at it, I think, in the way that Castlevania is, that if it, Metroidvania has to be that Castlevania style where you you know, gain it, you gain stuff for it, which it is not in Metroid 2, but still, that doesn't make it not a Metroidvania. Yeah. That's, that was funny. So, yeah, and I think we should go on to Shelf Stacker Box, and I'll go first. Um, This is going to go in the stack. I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't really enjoy it as much as I was hoping to, and I have no plan to play it ever again. I mean, I'm glad I played it. It's been on my list to finish for years, so I'm glad I finally got to play it and beat it, but I got very, very frustrated with it multiple times, and it is not a game I'm going to go back to. So, but I go in the stack, and I'm glad I played it. Uh, what about you, Blair? I, I had mixed feelings my entire time when I was playing this, because there were certain points where I was not with it, and then I would get really engaged with it, and then it would go back down, so I was honestly thinking about this since I started playing it and because again it's like I did put this as number one in superhero 3DS games and I still think it deserves that top slot but I think I again I would put it in the stack even though I have it on a shelf here because I, I this is only my third rodeo with this like I finished it on 3DS I finished a deluxe version and I finished it again here and I remembered a lot of it but I totally forgot the ending since I haven't played this one as much as any of the Arkham series, and I never really feel compelled to just kind of pick it up. Understandable. <laughs> oh, what about you, Ken? As much as I like this game, I really got to go stack with it. This most recent playthrough, really, uh, I don't know, man. Something, maybe my tastes have changed. I remember liking this a lot more. I'm not quite ready to say throw it in the box, but it's definitely not going to go on the shelf for me. So, stack it is. Okay, that's about, that went about as expected. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, another thing about this game that I wanted to say, that I can't, oh, I did want to say that the when I did search top 10 3DS, it was the only your list that came up, Blair, on Google when you searched that. Yeah, I checked my daily <laughs> stats, which aren't very, I mean, I, my my stats from my site are not, not high at all, but that actually comes up a lot. When I check my top daily searches, I'm like, why are people looking up 3DS games when there's like, I don't know, I picked 10, but even if it's hard to find 10. <laughs> people just like top 10 lists, too. I've done a few top 10 episodes, and people yeah. like them, so I haven't done any in a while, but that's reasons. All right, I think I should introduce what we we'll to be talking about next week. So next week, I am tackling a game that has been meant to be on the show for a long time, Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty. So definitely go check that out if you want to hear more. You know, more Metal Gear. And if you want to hear more Batman, well, we got a few for you. You can listen to Batman Court of Owls, Comic 33, Batman Haunted Night, Comic 32, Batman Arkham Origins, Episode 139, Batman Massive Phantasm, Film 18, Batman Arkham City DLC, Harley Quinn's Revenge, <laughs> Mini 13, Batman Arkham City, Episode 118, Batman Arkham City the Comic, Comic 24, Batman the Killing Joke, Comic 22, Batman Arkham Asylum, Episode 97, Batman the Long Halloween, Comic 17, Batman Death of the Family, Comic 8, and Batman Hush, Comic 3, and then the last is Batman, Episode 3, we cover the Genesis game. About the movie. 
God, there's a lot of Batman. Every time I say that. So much Batman. And we keep covering more Batman. <laughs> I got yep, more Batman in the be can. More. <laughs> I have two other Batman episodes already in the can that will be coming out <laughs> at some point. Yeah. All right, and Blair, where can people find you at again? You can find me at um, on Twitter at Blarcade. It's like arcade only with BL at front. And you can find all my work at comicbookvideogames.com. And there you'll find links to my books, uh, like the Web of Spider-Man games, uh, the Turbo Edition, and Avengers and Video Games, and links to other great content creators in the similar field. So if you like Listen to episodes about Batman 3DS games. You'll definitely want to check my workout and the links of the uh, people I have on my site. And if you enjoyed this show, you can find if you can't find all our episodes on whatever podcast catcher you use, everything is on Podbean. So just go there if you're having issues trying to find something. It's all there. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube, but only audio, but I do try to post the episodes pretty close to when they go live on Podbean. I'll try to put them on YouTube. So if you'd rather listen to your podcast on YouTube while you're at work or something, it's there for you. So definitely go check that out. And last little thing I think I want to say is that we did hit 75,000 downloads recently. So we hit that milestone, which I'm very happy about. And we hit three years. So the show's been around for three years now. It's time you're hearing this a little after three years, but still, it was a pretty big jump. And I also want to give a shout out to her awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Hath Fury. Follow her on TikTok. You will see a link in the show notes. And last thing I should say is give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who started his, a Gamer Looks at 40 podcast. He's the one who did all the MCU with me and still comes on quite frequently, at least once a month to do a movie episode. So go follow him and help him out. All right. I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. So long.